We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 243. Our guest today is a super active member in Pony Club. She is a C2 certified member in horse management, dressage, traditional eventing, and Western. But aside from her activities in Pony Club, our guest is pursuing her career in dressage, recently completing her USDF bronze medal, and she now has her sights set on competing in the 2024 Paris Paralympics. Our guest was adopted in China at 15 months old. She had a severely deformed leg and foot at birth that required amputation below the knee, which was done after she got to America. She was two years old when she got her first prosthetic leg for walking. She now has three different prosthetic legs and one being for riding. So without further ado, I would love to welcome our guest today, Andy Sue Roth. Well, I would love to hear a little bit about your beginning stages of the horse world. So how did you get started? Yeah. So when I was little, uh, my mom, well, my mom used to be an inventor. And so right when she adopted me, she hopped me right onto a horse and, uh, and I was able to just kind of ride along and follow her. And, uh, she lunged me on a lunge line for a while and, uh, because I'm an amputee, I never had a uh, a riding leg, so I couldn't sit in a saddle. Mm. Um, so I rode bareback for the longest time until I was a bit older, um, and then we designed a uh, a riding leg that would work so that I could sit in the saddle safely with my heels down um, and not have my toes pointing out so that they couldn't get caught in the rail. Mm. Um, and then I started eventing for uh, for a very long time, and um, then I got my off the track thoroughbred, and realized that I really loved doing dressage, uh, and that's how my dressage career kind of started. And so. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, you are an active member in the Pony Club and have several certifications in horse management and dressage. Um, and then I think also like traditional eventing and Western. Can you tell us about the role Pony Club has played in your development as a rider? Yeah, Pony Club has taught me so many life skills and how to work as a team um, and teaches taught me a lot of horse management and things I wouldn't exactly know about my horse that is really important to know. And so I've really enjoyed Pony Club and, and it has given me all these opportunities like um, to have Le- uh, to Lisa, when I go over to Lisa Helmer's place, she lets me ride a Nico, which is her Grand Prix horse. And I would not have been able to do that if it weren't for Pony Club because, I mean, he's a special horse. And she saw that I was in Pony Club and all of the stuff that I do. And and she was like, oh, okay, she can ride my horse. Um, totally. So, yeah, Pony Club has been really, really good. 
Aside from Pony Club, I, you also ride, as you were saying, several different disciplines and work with a lot of different horses to really develop your skill set. Um, what would you say is, you know, kind of makes that so important to you to have so many different disciplines under your belt within the equestrian world? Yeah, doing different disciplines has really, really helped me because I'm able to take the things I learned from let's say Western and bring it over to my English writing. And I'm, I'm able to see like what I learned from a, from a cowboy and, and use it in my uh, like dressage world or just how I deal with uh, situations as they kind of go. I've seen that you have three different designs for your, like a walking leg, a riding leg and like a beach leg. Tell me a little yeah. bit about um, kind of your setup. And then then I would love to get more into your riding leg and and kind of how that has changed your riding and, and what you kind of have to do to prepare for a ride. Yeah. So my walking leg is a leg that has a bit of um, like a, a shock absorption type uh-huh. of thing. So when I when I walk on it, the heel will, has like a little, um, a little give. So then it's a lot easier on my back. So it's not just like this pounding on my back. Mm -hmm. And, and then my swim leg, I wanted to, um, I wanted to be able to run on the pool deck and make dives and do all the things that you're not supposed to do on the pool deck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, uh, they made it kind of like a pirate's leg. So it's, straight down it has no foot um and so that allows me to to run and do cannonballs with my friends and then my riding leg that was really interesting because um I was able to get together with my prosthetist and we created a foot and it, it we made it so that I would be able to for the toe to go up and down uh, so when I walk on it, the toe kind of gives way um, so that when I have a stirrup in and it has that weight in it, then my heel will be down. And so that, because English riding, you want your heels down. Mm-hmm. And so I, I we did that. And it took about a year, but uh, we have it down pat now. And so it's been really cool. Did you ever think, I mean, kind of looking at your goals, I know one of them is to be in the 2024 Paralympics in Paris mm-hmm. for dressage. Um, was that, at, at what point was that on your radar? And um, is that something that you were ever planning on, you know, aspiring to that high of a level early on? Yeah. Yeah. I've, it was yeah, I always wanted to do something big. Mm-hmm. And so when I really started doing some straight dressage, I realized how much I loved it. And I realized that that could be the big thing that I wanted in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I I looked at my mom and I was like, Mom, I love dressage and I want to go to the Paralympics one day. And she was like, okay, Andy, let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you need yeah. to do between now and then to qualify and to be, I, I mean, on that short list to be able to be a part of the Paralympics? 
a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to a whole bunch of sea petties right now. Mm. Um, I'm going to one in June, uh, and there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, people that are going to be watching, and they kind of watch you ride, and they'll be picking uh, the people who are going to be going to the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just trying to get my name out there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more involved, but... sure. Does it feel, do you get stressed out about the quantity that you feel like you need to show to be able to campaign yourself? No, I've, I've always had, I've been pretty good with my nerves. Uh, I, when I was little, my mom had me do a whole bunch of these like small kind of backyard shows. And so I've always been used to showing and I kind of just, figure that I do, I can do my own thing and, and hope that other people will also enjoy what I'm doing, but I'm just going to keep to what, how I want to be. And hopefully people will like who I am. Totally. And I know you recently completed your USDF bronze. What was that like for you? Tell me a little bit about some moments that really stood out for you for that. Yeah, that's super exciting. I was the cool part was that I was able to get two of my scores on my own horse, mm. um, and so I did the training level and first level scores on my horse Blue, and then I was able to get my second level scores on um, my trainer Karen Erickson's uh, pony Tori, um, and then I was able to get my third level scores on uh, Lisa Homer's horse Aniko. Wow. Which was super, super cool. And I'm really grateful for all the people, uh, to Karen and Lisa, for letting me ride their ponies um, totally. or horses or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so, yeah, it's been a great, a great journey for that. And I, I'm really excited. I don't know about you, but whenever a horse friend or barn mate or trainer's birthday rolls around, I always struggle to think of the perfect gift. I always want something that really exemplifies the equestrian lifestyle. And recently I started ordering gifts and yes, some pieces for myself because the stuff is so cute from Horse Scout Design. Horse Scout Design is the home of equestrian lifestyle gifts and homewares online. At Horse Scout Design, you can find products with super unique design prints by talented artists and photographers, or you can honestly personalize your own pieces through a photo of your horse or a design that you want to create for yourself, family, and any horse or animal lover in your life. I have so many cool blankets and throws. I have a dog bed. There are so many options at Horse Scout Design that you can really personalize and really make a normal everyday homeware piece have the equestrian lifestyle vibe that you are going for. So for more information, visit their website at horsescoutdesign.com. You're clearly someone that has a ton of goals and you have to work diligently on achieving those goals. What advice would you give to maybe someone listening about goal setting within the equestrian industry in order to not only set the goals, but really start making them a reality? Yeah, well, I think uh, Abraham Lincoln has a great quote where he said, 
discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. And so I think for the horse world and for anything, we need a goal and to, to strive for, to mm-hmm. make, to make you want to do something like, um, like perfectly mm-hmm. so that you can get to that achievement that you want. And I think it's something where it's like the worst case scenario is that you can't reach it, but like most of the time you can. Yeah. And so, uh, why not try, you totally. know? Uh, Absolutely. And so that's kind of how I've been doing it. And it's, been working out so <laughs> pretty good so far <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what is something that you've learned the last year that's surprised you with your riding or your training yeah well I mean it, in a real sense uh, I learned that uh I can't only write horse things down on my cal- calendar or else uh you'll forget like a midterm or something <laughs> so, you know. <Uh-oh>. but uh <laughs> but <laughs> in the horse sense uh I learned that taking things from different disciplines has been really, really helpful to me mm. because uh, a couple of years ago, I went and I rode uh, with a cowboy and he taught me how to do some reining stuff, uh, which was really, really cool. And at the time I was uh, transitioning to straight dressage from being a jumper. Mm. And so I was in a bit more of a... Um, uh, per, uh, perched seat because mm-hmm. that's how you're supposed to ride for when you're jumping. And so it really helped me learn how to sit down in my seat because if I didn't, I would have just flung right off of the horse when it stopped. <laughs> mm. And so that, that's that been really, really helpful for me because it's it can take many years to learn how to really change your whole entire body position and balance uh, when you're switching disciplines. And so um, I think it's really important for people to realize how good it is for uh, people to switch up their disciplines and kind of figure out, you know, do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And just how much the horses vary from discipline to discipline. It's always so amazing to see all of the things that they can do when you just kind of step outside what maybe what you're really used to and have almost become numb to, or it's become very mundane um, to Mm -hmm. really kind of step back and appreciate all the things that horses willingly do for us. Yeah, most definitely. Aside from the Paralympics coming up in a couple years here, what else are you looking forward to in the next year or two for your equestrian career? Yeah, I'm, I'm working towards getting my HB for Pony Club and I'm working hopefully to get my silver medal. I think that's would be a cool goal and mm-hmm. uh, and I really want to do that and I was talking to Lisa and she's like, "Yeah, you could do it on Aniko cuz she's awesome." <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that I can get those maybe in this next year or something like that. I would love to know what we can do in the equestrian industry to make the sport more accessible to para riders. What would you, what kind of changes would you like to see personally? I think it's really good to have people who maybe have these super awesome horses and 
just want to see their horses go and show. I think that they, it would be awesome if they could, you know, maybe make their horses um, available so that other people can ride them and, mm. and show them. And I think, because Lisa Helmer has been awesome to let me uh, ride Nico and show him and help me towards my goals. And I think that there's a lot of other people out there that are willing to do the same. I think it just needs to be more known that it that it's a need and, and mm-hmm. it's an option. What kind of process goes on to make that happen? I mean, is it pretty much just a willing owner and having a conversation with a para rider? Uh, I think it's, we, it just needs a whole bunch of contacts. Um, mm-hmm. And it, people uh, that will know that this is a need and people that can be able to reach out to those and for them not to be afraid uh, of reaching out. And I, uh, yeah, I think that it's a very important thing where it's, you just need to go out, reach out, and say, hey, are you willing to uh, let me ride your horse? Mm-hmm. And, and you either get a no or a yes, but at least you'll know. And I think that it's important to know that it, it is a big need. What would you say is an area of the industry that you're passionate about that you feel like the rest of the community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? I think it's a little bit of what I said before, where it was the the need for uh, different disciplines. And, and I've been able to do that through Pony Club. Um, and so it, Pony Club's really taught me that I can try polo cross and I can try Western and I can try to triathlon, which is like swimming and shooting and, and jumping. And it's, I think it's really important to have your horse do all different types of uh, disciplines and for the rider too, because you don't want to dole them out for, uh, with, the same discipline all the time. You need to kind of have some cross training in there uh, so that you don't get dull and the horse doesn't get dull. And I think it's, it helps create a very strong bond between you and the horse because mm-hmm. you're doing all these different things. Um, and you really want to create a, a good trust with them. And that, I think that helps. I love that. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Well, Andy, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on and sharing a little bit of your story. I think that what you're doing is so incredible, and I'm so excited to continue to watch you as you prepare to complete your goal of going to the Paralympics in 2024. Um, I'm so excited to see where you end up, and um, we'll continue to watch, but I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.